0: Sermon 3 6. We must overcome Satan's plot by believing in the true gospel. Genesis 3rd chapter, verses 1 through 7. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. We must know Satan's plot. First of all, we need to know who Satan is and what he does to mankind. Satan is an evil spirit that wants to bring suffering upon and destroy mankind. He tries everything possible to make him drift away from the word of God. That is why Satan, appearing as a serpent to Eve, said to her, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The serpent asked Eve not just a simple question, but he put it in motion, an evil scheme to destroy Adam and Eve. His purpose in approaching Eve was to make her doubt the word of God and to lead her to ultimately eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. People sometimes have a pleasant talk without any ulterior motives, but we must remember that Satan's words always have evil wiles hidden in them. In this case, also, the devil tempted Adam and Eve to make them disbelieve in God's word and stand against him in the end. This was his purpose. Adam and Eve should have realized with what schemes Satan was now talking to them, but they failed to do so and they suffered as a result. Adam and Eve, the forebearers of mankind, were perhaps too innocent, or perhaps they were too foolish. Either way, they did not believe in what God had said to them, and so they fell into the evil one's trap. Like this, today's people had also been all foolish before they realized the gospel truth of the water and the spirit given by the Lord. We need to fully understand how Satan approaches us and how he unfolds his schemes in us and deal with him appropriately. Satan is now tempting even those who have become God's workers saying, Hey, why are you so inflexible when it comes to your life of faith? Why not enjoy some cultural activities along the way? So a few workers have left for the world, saying, I would like to live more freely. That is because Satan is fully aware of the weaknesses of humankind. Such affairs also happened during the days when the Apostle Paul was serving the gospel. As it is written, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Cretans, for Galatia, Titus, for Demacia, 2nd Timothy 4th chapter, verse 10. We know that the wiles of the devil have not changed. Not believing in God's word does not immediately lead everyone to physical death because one does not face physical death right away even as he falls into Satan's wiles. Satan's words taste much sweeter. However, mankind, by listening to Satan's words, was placed on an inexorable path toward both physical and spiritual destruction. We need to realize that if we listen to Satan's words, we'll be tricked by his wiles, and end up falling into his wickedness deeper and deeper. If we continue to be deceived by Satan's words and listen to his words, we will completely fall into his evil claws and be snared in his inescapable trap. This trap is a trap of destruction from which there is no escape whatsoever unless one has the gospel of the water and the spirit given by Jesus Christ. That is because the purpose of the devil's words is to kill our souls indiscriminately. Yet despite this, the sad reality is that countless people are simply giving up their souls to Satan. Not knowing the work of Satan, they have fallen into the religions of the world and are perishing away many christians are now seeking to cooperate with all religions the world council of religion leaders an ngo affiliated with the department of public information of the united nations is now campaigning for religious unity espousing religious unity as its goal something that appears very positive at first. It advocates that we should no longer fight each other over religious differences. Today's world is a chaotic and fragmented world where nations are standing against nations and even inside a nation, ethnic groups are slaughtering each other. Some in times like this, the notion of religious unity has a great appeal. However, we need to realize that there is an enormous plot of Satan in this program for world religious unity. This movement for religious unity conspires to destroy faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, the real truth. Even at this very moment, countless Christians are being pillaged by Satan, but they do not even realize that they are being plundered. There was a time long ago when I had many inner conflicts over my old human attachments. After realizing the gospel of the water and the spirit, I remained in my denomination and preached this gospel. But when I was rejected by my own denomination for preaching this gospel, I sought to leave the denomination for those who would accept the word of God. Many of my fellow ministers tried to placid me, saying, Can't you preach God's word here? And they sought to bind me in their denomination again. They tried to persuade me, offering all kind of enticements. If my thoughts were even slightly misplaced at that time, I would have remained in that denomination. If I had fallen into the lust of my flesh, This was more than possible, but I could never allow this. My old friends told me that the gospel of the water and the spirit they heard from me was a blessing. Yet their prayers did not change, for they kept praying, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. They considered the gospel of the water and the spirit only as a type of spiritual knowledge. And they themselves did not believe in this gospel of truth with their hearts. Without denying the fallacious doctrines that they already knew, they were trying to simply stack the gospel truth of the water and the spirit on top of their old doctrines and then believe. The enticement of lust that Satan offers to all of us are tempting enough to deceive our hearts. But we must remember that the moment we swallow the bait Satan is offering us, we will be hooked only to face certain death. I realized that no matter how I tried to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit at my old denomination, it was all completely useless. If I had continued to stay at my old denomination to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit, my spirit would have perished away. You have been born again from your sins by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. But what would you do if your parents asked you to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit only here in exchange for a great inheritance? Most people would probably not want to miss such a good opportunity. They may think that accepting this condition would bring various benefits, since they would be obeying their own parents of the flesh, and they themselves would also live in comfort. But if they do so, then their spiritual faith in the word of truth will all perish away. Moreover, it is not just their own faith that will perish, but countless souls who through their preaching, would otherwise have been born again by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, will also perish away. We must not think of only our own interest. It may seem that all that one has to do is just compromise his own faith and no more. But if he compromises on this, he would be killing all the lives that would have been born again in the future. It is by mortgaging a maraud of souls that countless false leaders want to make a deal. And so we should not agree so easily without even realizing this, thinking that we would benefit from this deal. If we compromise our faith, in pursuit of the immediate interests of the flesh, not only will our souls die, but all the souls that would have been saved from sin through us will die also. We can therefore never make such a compromise. We can triumph by believing in the God of truth who has come by the gospel of the water and the spirit. Jesus has blotted out all the sins of the world once for all with the gospel of the water and the spirit. So everyone who heard the gospel of the water and the spirit is very happy. How rejoiced and happy are we hearing that the Lord was baptized by John the Baptist and died on the cross to blot out all our sins? When I say to people, believe in this word of truth. Many of them say, Amen. However, as soon as the worship is over and they each go into prayer rooms, they pray like this, Lord, I have sinned again today. Please forgive these sins. Even though I had told them that Jesus took upon himself all their sins through his baptism, they still pray to God to forgive their sins that they have committed so far. Throughout my sermon, I had preached the gospel of the water and the spirit to them, but their hearts have less room for this gospel than their own prayers of repentance. Can you imagine how frustrated I am at this? That is why we must separate ourselves from the stubborn religionist. As God said in the Old Testament, Surely I will no longer give your grain as food for your enemies. Isaiah 62, chapter verse 8. While we may compromise on the things of our flesh, we can never compromise on the gospel of the water and the spirit. The truth of the remission of sin. If we concede on the gospel of the water and the spirit, our faith Will perish away. If your faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit dies, then the souls who would have otherwise received the remission of sin through you also die. That is why we must defend our faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and by this faith, we must fight and overcome our enemies bent on undermining the gospel. We have to be fully aware of the fact that Satan is trying to weaken and destroy our faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and we have to deal with him accordingly. We should not lightly dismiss the serpent that appears in Genesis saying, a serpent is just a serpent. The serpent that tormented Adam and Eve long ago is Satan. This species of serpent did not crawl on the ground from the beginning, but it was actually able to talk with humans. Satan went into this serpent and tempted man not to believe in God's word. It is through the serpent's words that Adam and Eve came to disbelieve in God's word. The Bible says that as they listened to Satan's words, they were deceived and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil looked pleasant in their eyes and desirable to eat. Put differently, they were now thinking that what the serpent said was quite reasonable. In the day you eat of it, you will become like God. Once Adam and Eve listened to Satan's words, they all seemed to make sense. Those who are deceived by the devil all think his words are reasonable, but all those who ever listened to Satan's words invariably reached death, both in body and spirit. Today's scripture passage enables us to realize that we must reject and stand against Satan's endless words in order to unite with the Lord. To gain pure gold, one must put gold ore into a melting furnace. When the gold is melted, impurities float to the surface and these impurities must all be removed. That is how gold is turned 99.9% pure. The liquid gold thus obtained 99.9% pure is then poured into a ring mold, cooled down, and hammered into a desired shape. It is only then that gold rings are made. For you to become the people of faith whom God can use, you must be refined endlessly. And you must also stand against Satan's attacks by placing your faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, the word of God, thus defeating and overcoming Satan's words. It is by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit that we fight against Satan and are made into instruments for God's use. Therefore, For us to become God's useful instruments, we must fight many spiritual battles of faith. My fellow believers, to become God's workers, you must fight against yourselves, fight against your families, and stand against Satan as well, knowing his wiles and defeating him boldly, saying, Get away, Satan! When Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent, if they had realized Satan's tricks and said to him, get away, Satan, the devil would have retreated. But far from knowing Satan's wiles, they actually sided with him and they suffered as a result. We must be delivered from evil by believing always in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Do you think we fall into the lust of this world and drown in it in an instant? At first, we fall into the lust of the world little by little, and then we find ourselves completely trapped and unable to escape, then perishing away in the end. The devil is always lingering around looking for an opportunity to attack us. He lies to us and he waits for us to trip and fall into his trap. What the serpent said to Eve in today's scripture passage was skillfully delivered. The serpent asked the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? These were words of an expert scammer. Satan added the word every to God's word. The devil makes people drift away from God's word sometimes by adding to it and sometimes by subtracting from it. Not long ago, there were some Christians that advocated the theory of pre-tribulation rapture. Do you suppose that they made their arguments without quoting the word of God? No, such people also quoted God's word to make their case but they did add to the Word of God or subtract from it on their own. As a result, they prevented countless people from having the right faith in the Word of God and instead planted them with Satan's teachings. Satan's teachings through his servants is that one is made sinless to enter heaven by giving prayers of repentance, or by being sanctified through his own good works and services. The servants of Satan also do talk about God's word, but they preach it by adding to it or subtracting from it. This inevitably leads to disastrous consequences. For when one adds to the word of God or subtract from it, Those who believe in his words would all die spiritually. Anyone who listens to, believes in, and follows anything other than the pure word of God and the unadulterated word of God that has been added to or subtracted from even slightly will not avoid certain death. Such people will be heaped with even more curses, and their salvation will be removed. That is what Satan wants. It is Satan's work to kill people. So the devil also puts the word of God before people's eyes. Satan targets us, the righteous, even more. In doing so, the devil whispers his deceptive words to us saying, do you really have to believe just like that? Must you really live like this? What then should we do in times like this? We should say to Satan, yes, we must absolutely believe like that and live like this. Is the truth one or two? There is only one truth. Since there is only one truth, what will be left if we concede on this sole truth? There will be nothing left as we will end up losing everything. We must fully grasp the wiles of the devil and deal with them carefully. Those who are used by the devil do not even realize that they are being used and that is why they do Satan's bidding. Therefore, to ensure that we are not tricked by Satan, we must know all about his wiles. In other words, when we fight against the devil, we must devise counter moves and know his tricks. Also, when those who do Satan's bidding speak, We should not take their words as words spoken by human beings, but by the devil himself. Because the true faith of the early church was compromised too much, Christianity went into a dark age for a thousand years during the medieval period. And this dark age did not end with the end of the medieval age but it has continued on to produce today's Christianity. It is foolish to compromise with Satan. The saints and the apostles of the early church had defended and preached the gospel with their lives, even unto martyrdom. But the so-called church fathers only kept arguing amongst themselves and boasting their own learning, and as a result, Faith in the gospel of truth came to a complete end by 313 AD. So, for a thousand years during the medieval period, it was a completely dark age for this world. Do you know why? Because the gospel of the water and the spirit had been completely cut off. Therefore, we must have faith. In the gospel of the water and the spirit, and with this faith, defeat Satan's wiles. We must discern those who come to do Satan's bidding and thwart their attack. However, many people have failed to do so spiritually, and in the end, seized by Satan's words, a spiritually dark age has dawned on them. If people stand on their faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, many souls will be saved as the gospel is preached throughout the world. In contrast, those who are deceived by Satan's words, even after accepting the gospel of truth, will lose what is more precious than anything else under the heaven, life itself. Right now, by inciting countless Christians, the devil is trying to prevent the gospel of the water and the spirit from being preached. And by treating this gospel of truth as a similar gospel that can either be believed or disbelieved, Satan tries to make people continue to abide in false gospels. My fellow believers, is Christianity just a religion? Christianity is not a man-made religion. God made man, and as man sinned and fell, God himself came to this earth to save sinners through the gospel of the water and the spirit. How can this be a man-made religion? Christianity consists of faith in the gospel truth of the water and the spirit that God has given us. Yet unable to grasp the gospel truth of the water and the spirit, people have turned the Christianity of truth into a mere religion of the world. Even now, there are some people who are compromising on true faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit. At the least, however, faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit should not be conceded. When it comes to believing in this gospel truth of the water and the Spirit, preaching this gospel and serving this gospel, we can never compromise. Instead, we must wage our spiritual battle against all those who oppose the gospel of the water and the Spirit. The devil is trying to bring down our faith in the gospel of the water and the Spirit, saying, you will surely not die even if you eat it. So if we do not fight back, we would be asking for our spiritual death. As Adam and Eve compromised their faith, in consequence, sin entered into their hearts. They were cast out from the Garden of Eden and they drifted away from God. Therefore, We can never yield our faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit to Satan. We may make compromises on other things, and we may even sacrifice them if we must. But when it comes to our faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit that has saved us from sin, we can never give it up, no matter what. Deceived by Satan Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil first, and then she gave its fruit to her husband to also eat. Like this, fallacious beliefs are also transmitted. For any given couple, at least one of the two must stand on God's side firmly. If both were to fall, both would die. If our faith crumbles, We will be cursed. God has firmly established faith in his righteous people so that their souls would not be destroyed, to ensure that they would not die. God instituted marriage so that of the husband and the wife, at least one would stand upright by faith and lead the other partner. And when one spouse is insufficient, the other would fill the shortcomings and lead. Through one person, Satan tries to bring down another. In contrast, God saves another through one person. In other words, God and Satan work for completely opposite ends. When it comes to our faith in God's word, There can be no compromise whatsoever. While we always admit our insufficiencies, we must not concede when it comes to our faith in the righteousness of our Lord. No matter what, we must never give up our faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit. The gospel through which the Lord has blotted out all our sins And we must never give up serving and spreading this gospel before Satan. That is because if we compromise on our faith in the righteousness of God ever so slightly, not only would we ourselves die, but countless souls that depend on us would also die. In the spiritual realm, faith in the righteousness of God must never be compromised at all. We should never surrender the faith that gives us life. To spread the gospel of the water and the Spirit, we must endure hardship as well. Those who stand against the gospel of the water and the Spirit are evil. For whatever reason, if anyone tries to prevent us from spreading the gospel of the water and the Spirit, then we should also stand against him. If you surrender your faith to the wicked, then you are also evil before God. We have to grasp the profound meaning of what God is saying to us, and we have to believe in it with our hearts. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy, That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, 2 Timothy first chapter verse 14 The good thing that God has given us is the gospel of the water and the spirit. We must argue what must indeed be argued and we must keep what must be kept. Even if we concede on everything else, faith must never be compromised. God said, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat it, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Even though God had made it clear that he would surely kill Adam and Eve if they ate from the forbidden tree, they did not take God's word seriously, thinking that they might die if they ate. And this drove them to their destruction. No one should think so, even in a dream. My friends told me countless times, the gospel of the water and the spirit that you spoke of is true and right. But if you preach this gospel as it is, all the mainstream Christian communities will call you a heretic. This will only spell all kinds of hardship and so make some compromises with them and admit that their faith is also right. But I told them, listen, that's precisely why I can no longer be with this denomination. You should be more concerned about yourselves and you should first receive the remission of your sins before ministering as pastors. How can you claim to be pastors without even receiving the remission of your sins? You are all frauds. Be honest with me here. You are now ministering only to make a living. You should instead come to me, hear and learn about the gospel of the water and the spirit, and do the real work of God. I said so because I could never surrender my faith in the truth. And I also preached the gospel of the water and the spirit to them. But they all uniformly rejected it and stood against me. And so I ended my relationship with them. As a result, I was estranged from virtually all my old colleagues. This happened because as far as my faith in the gospel of the water and the Spirit was concerned, I could not yield my faith to them. All that matters is that I continue to believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit, and my relationship with the righteous is maintained. And for those who stand against this gospel of the water and the Spirit, it is easy to end my relationship with them. I can never end my fellowship with the righteous who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, since this would mean blocking the way to listen to the word of God and lead my life of faith. But I refuse to have anything to do with those who do not benefit God's work. They only try to interfere with my faith based on their own human standards and so there is no need for me to be with such people. Genuine servants of God can never surrender their spiritual faith. The serpent, however, shook and brought down man's faith in the word of God. The Bible says that the serpent was the most cunning and scheming of all. It may seem at first as if Satan couldn't be any more benevolent to mankind. But behind the back, he has a cunning scheme to prevent people from believing in God's word. All those who do not return to the righteousness of God by faith are God's enemies, even if they are their own family or relatives. No matter who comes looking for me, I always preach the gospel of the water and the spirit to him, step by step. I explain the gospel truth. Of course, some people don't like this, but I make sure at least to explain the whole truth. And if they still find this gospel objectionable, then I ask them to never come to me again. I say to them, God has saved you because he loves you so much, and yet you don't want this. If you don't like this gospel, don't come to me. They then stop coming. Even to my own nephews, that is what I say. If you want to come to my place, you have to listen to this story. We can see eye to eye only if you listen to this story and believe in it. If you listen to this story and accept it into your heart, then you can have fellowship with me and we'll break bread together. But if you don't believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, then don't come to me. Don't bother to show up if you only want to stand against this gospel instead of believing in it. Actually, they never come to see me even after without being told. Whenever I get a chance, I ask them to come to my place, but I also let them know that they have to listen to the gospel of the water and the spirit. Since it's boring and tiresome to be with those who do not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and a waste of time to be faced with those who stand against the gospel, it is better to just end our relationship with them. Satan knows very well how he can deceive and kill us. So we must never be deceived by Satan. We must never surrender our faith in the truth of the water and the spirit. But fight and overcome our adversaries by wholeheartedly placing our faith in the truth. When the two fight against each other, a winner is bound to emerge. The loser will become the winner's slave for sure. If we win our spiritual battles, the loser will follow us. Believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Receive everlasting life and be blessed by God. As far as our spiritual faith is concerned, we must never make any compromise whatsoever. The wind is blowing so hard outside my window right now that I can hear the power lines shrieking as if in pain, swung by the blowing wind. Such noises will also be heard when disasters come to this planet earth and the Antichrist appears and begins to slaughter people indiscriminately. The Bible says that when those days come, The stars of heaven will fall to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Revelation 6 chapter verse 13. And as the sun will no longer shine, all living creatures in this world will wither and perish away. The stars in the heaven will spin out of orbit erratically and clash into each other. This planet will also be ruined to ashes. As it is written, the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Revelation 6, chapter verses 15 and 16. They will say this because something terrifying will be unfolding. People must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit now. We must believe in everything God said to us. If we believe with our hearts, then we will have life. But if we do not believe, then we have no life. The gospel of the water and the spirit is the truth that saves us. And if we hold on to this truth and believe in it with our hearts, we will receive and enjoy all the blessings of God. If, however, we just read God's word and do not believe, then we will be cursed by God. My fellow believers, you must place your wholehearted faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit. There must be faith in God's words in your hearts. You must believe in the word that God's church teaches you. Who preaches the word of God to you? Is it not God's church? Revelation 2 chapter verse 29 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do you know what this passage means? It means that God speaks to his servants through his church. The servants of God, in turn, speak to the saints in God's church. And therefore, we must listen to this word and believe in it. We should not take the word of God only as a collection of letters and words. We must believe in it with all our hearts. How many compromises have you made to this day? But now you should compromise only what is okay to be compromised and absolutely keep what must be kept. You cannot yield your faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, the spiritual truth. That is because your life is at stake here. And if you compromise on this, you will lose your life. You should never make any compromises when your life is at stake. In the spiritual realm, there cannot be compromise for us, but only to fight and win and to thus save everyone all over the world. If we make too many compromises, Satan will torment us too much and pillage us constantly. There can be no more compromises. When is the next holiday? You should probably spend it with your family, right? The next time you get together with your family and relatives over a holiday, preach the gospel of the water and the spirit to your loved ones. Some of your own family members and relatives have not received the remission of their sins. So we have to keep in touch with them. We do this to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit to them and give them the opportunity to receive the remission of their sins. Were it not for this purpose of preaching the gospel, we wouldn't get together, nor would there be any need to keep in touch with them. At the same time, however, we also have to be very careful and keep our guard up to ensure that we are not infected with the virus of worldly desires they are carrying. The next week is scheduled for a revival meeting, and we should pray for it and bring more souls. Fall is already upon us, and the wind is getting increasingly chilly. Soon we have to prepare for the winter discipleship training meeting at our retreat center. Every time seasons change suddenly like this, I am reminded that the Lord will return unexpectedly like this on his promised day. I only wish that he would come sooner. The gospel is now being spread throughout the whole world. I have been told that so many Spanish speaking people are reading our books these days. Long ago, Spain had been a great power that dominated the world. And so there are many people in Latin America who speak Spanish. The latest Spanish version of our four books was a great hit. Many people in the Spanish speaking world will surely receive the remission of their sins. To sustain the ministry, God's church needs financial resources continuously, and there is much to do as well. We have to continue to make and give away our books, both e-books and paper versions alike. But I believe that God will provide us with the necessary manpower and financial resources. Through whom does God work? He works through us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit. It is through you who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and who are with God's church that the work of God is fulfilled. We can safely conclude that if 10,000 copies of our books are distributed, 100,000 people will receive the remission of sin. We may equate each copy with 10 people receiving the remission of their sins. As the Arab world is dominated by Islam, our books could not enter it. But recently, a way has opened for us to distribute our books to that region. Someone who is about to travel to the region contacted us and offered to take our books into an Arab nation. I am so happy to hear this news. So we are planning to print our books in Arabic as soon as possible and ship them to this person so that the gospel of the water and the spirit would also be preached in the Arab world. Like this, the gospel is being spread all over the world quite successfully as it pleases God. But what about our individual faith? Let us ponder here whether or not by any chance we have made too many compromises with the world whose master is Satan. If we were to yield to anyone, it is to God whom we should yield, not to the devil. We can never surrender our hearts to the devil. It is only to God that we can surrender. When we yield to God, We will be blessed a thousand and ten thousand fold. But if we yield to Satan, we will die a thousand and ten thousand times, and our curses and death will continue on to our descendants endlessly. Those of us who have been born again through the gospel of the water and the spirit will never compromise with the devil. Let us never yield our faith to the devil. But let us offer ourselves to God for the spreading of the gospel of the water and the spirit.